And we are back for another episode of AlphaCast. My name is Mike Winner, and I'm here as always with Dr. Bear Paul Lando up here on the Smith River, as always, on the border of California and Oregon in the great state of Jefferson. We're coming to you live on DLive uh, with a, at a special afternoon show. Uh, Josh Del Sol is with us this afternoon. He was nice enough to take some time out of his busy day to join us and uh, talk about what he's up to with the 5G Summit and really just kind of get deep into taking back our power. Uh, Josh Del Sol is the director and producer of Take Back Your Power, winner of the Award Guide Transformational Film of the Year, the Indie Fest Annual Humanitarian Award, and the 2014 Leo Award for Best Feature Documentary in British Columbia. Uh, the film uncovers the shocking story behind why hundreds of local governments are standing against the multi-billion dollar invasion of smart, quote-unquote, smart utility uh, meters. Take a journey of revelation examining evidence of in-home privacy invasion, systemic overbilling, extortion, health and environmental harm, fires, and unprecedented hacking vulnerability. Uh, and we, we will talk about that a bit because uh, Bear and I have both had, had our run-ins with protecting us from the digital smart meter. Uh, Josh will share what he learned making this documentary and his personal insights on 5G. Uh, Josh, of course, as I said, is instrumental in the 5G Summit, which is an international summit uh, related to uh, bringing awareness to the 5G issue and what we're calling the impending 5G apocalypse. Uh, so uh, we're really interested in all this stuff. Uh, we're interested most, though, in solutions. And that's really where we like to go because without solutions, um, we're just kind of lost in a quagmire of confusion here as it seems the mainstream doesn't really provide solutions. So it's up to us, Josh. Uh, how are you doing today, sir? Yeah, it's interesting. I'm doing well overall, but I, we were just talking a couple minutes before we went live here. I just got in just now from uh, um, out in the pouring rain trying to change a tire on my car that uh, just kind of blew up for some reason earlier. And then the spare tire also deflated. Uh, so uh, it's one of those days, but uh, you know, we're... <laughs> continue to go on. It's really good to, to be with both of you guys. And uh, yeah, just, um, you know, I appreciate the work that, that you all do. And um, I, I, you know, you mentioned Take Back Your Power off the top there. That's the documentary feature film on smart meters that came out 2013. So that's not super timely, but with all this talk about censorship, not talk, obviously we're being censored. The truth is being censored um, everywhere. And, and, and it's interesting, Trump's um, apparent uh, action against Google and uh, and and Facebook just recently in terms of censorship, but that was my first run-in. I was you know totally green in the filmmaking business. I had never made a, a film before and just kind of fell into this smart meter story. And I was like, why isn't this being you know talked about? Then finally, after two years, we finished the film and had this uh, press lined up some national press that made it to the, you know, editor in chief level before it was uh, canned, before it was canceled. But we didn't, we ended up kind of getting the, you know, the silent treatment on the film, which, um, you know, was, was pretty disappointing, but I think around a million and a half people have seen it so far. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm frustrated that we're still having to deal with all this crap, this technocracy. And obviously this is a central part of, of the, of the agenda that's being pushed forward. Yeah, uh, Josh, thanks for being with us here today, buddy. It's, uh, I'm really looking forward to this talk. 
Um, you know, back when they unveiled the uh, smart meters, I thought that was kind of the end all that they could throw at us. It's just kind of merged into the 5G here. So I'm really looking forward to hearing everything that you have to teach us about that. And, uh, and I know you have some solutions, um, you know, back in, um, I, I really want to hear about that. Uh, back when they first were installing the smart meters, uh, I was uh, away from home. And this was back in our prior farm before we moved up to where we're at now. Mm -hmm. And we were on, on the grid back then. You know, we aren't up here. So we did have a meter. And I came home and there was a truck uh, with two guys. And they were, you know, on my land there. And I even had it posted on the side of the building, you know, do not install, but they were doing it anyway. So yeah. uh, I went in and uh, closed the gate behind me and locked it and then came up behind the guys and uh, kind of surprised them. And then I said, uh, you know, take it off. And they were just getting back in their truck at the point. And they said, no, nah, no way we can't. And I said, well, you're not leaving until you do. So, um, they got in the, in the truck and I wouldn't let them out. So finally one did relent and he got and uninstalled it and put back the old analog. And, uh, you know, while he was doing that, I went around the driver's side to his uh, supervisor to have an educational experience. You know, I was going to just have a little chat with him. He uh, promptly started uh, you know, pushing down all the lock buttons and rolling up the window. And, uh, but anyway, I uh, got my way. Uh, to give it a little more context, so, you know, we lived in the uh, Emerald Triangle in Humboldt County, a very remote area where, and this was before cannabis legalization. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's a lot of notorious characters out there, including a Bulgarian mafia and all sorts of folks. So anybody from the outside, uh, you know, felt a little sketchy going on people's land. So, uh, you know, these guys, uh, I did um, kind of hurl a few little uh, unveiled threats at them and, you know, that, you know, in order to get them to act. So, uh, you know, and there's no police out there or anything else. So um, I wouldn't advise to take that tack for you folks that, you know, live in more suburban areas because you'll probably get arrested. But uh, back then and where we lived, it did work with those guys. So I'm sure you have some solutions that are a little more sophisticated. So I can't wait to hear about those. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough. The whole it seems to be relatively easy to bring awareness on stuff. But as you guys know, when you, when you get into the realm of providing solutions, um, it, it's a different, completely different game. Um, after Take Back Your Power, about what came out September 2013, and um, we had something like 500 screenings around the world. And, uh, um, you know, and then basically this, or, an organic solution started to form and i think bar you're you're familiar with the whole notice of liability type process those concepts and so i met i had previously met a guy named cal washington in 2008 i think 2009 uh who was basically you know i remember sitting around a restaurant you know, sitting around a kind of a, a you know the large table at a restaurant and cal was telling stories about his experience in courts having judges run out of the room and having all these things like people step down and all this stuff by by his unique approach and that was like i immediately took note of like i, I need to get to know this guy so um in 2014 we you know we, we developed this notice of liability process that um, we used in seattle and michigan and 
and British Columbia for um, smaller groups of people. And those people to this day have kept their analog meters uh, for the most part. The, the people who are homeowners and who have done that notice of liability process, um, my understanding based upon the most recent you know, reports that I've heard is, is the vast, vast majority of, of them have not been bothered ever and, um, and still have their analog meters while everyone else around them has um, so-called smart meters. So we, we tried you know, for years, this is actually still in development and, and it's, it's been an in, incredibly intense, like I can't even describe to you how challenging it is to try to bring this kind of teaching forward and in a way that isn't just sort of you know, educational, but it's geared towards a whole bunch of people actually doing it in an organized fashion. Um, it seems like like one of the strictures or one of the veils in in our reality is is um, making it really hard to do something like that to to create that kind of sweeping change. But but out of those three groups that did that notice of liability process, um, I co-founded an organization called Empower Movement, and they're they're online and people can become a member at InpowerMovement.com. Um, so basically, two years ago, I entrusted that. Uh, organization to my co-founding partner Cal and his board. I, I'm no longer involved in the day-to-day, -day, but I, you know, I'm getting reports from them, and there's a lot of good-sounding things happening behind the scenes. And it's just it we we so need, don't we? Like a next-level solution. We, you know, um, everything from class-action lawsuits to, you know, private suits to different different legal strategies that have worked for other matters uh, in, in years and decades past have not worked for the smart meter solution or, you know, 5G. And people are just obviously seeing that the whole thing, like the, the extent of the depravity and the corruption uh, within the governing agencies, such as the FCC. Um, so, yeah, I'm, you know, I, I'm all about solutions. And at the same time, you guys, I'm, I'm uh, really feeling compelled to, um, to continue that that frustrating journey of trying to figure out, okay, well, what is the most effective strategy? So we did the notice of non-consent, which actually the last couple of weeks is, is um, really being significant in terms of, now that's kind of switching from smart meters. I'm talking now about contact tracing. Um, so I don't know, you know if you guys want to talk about that now, but but the, the, whole, the whole concept of solutions and the whole need for for it is is obviously it's everything right now you know and so my biggest question is what's the strategy what's the, what's the approach what's the kind of the inroads that are going to be most effective in the biggest picture possible and um you know i'm not going to lie to you that's been extremely my my experience wrestling with that and trying to bring a couple of different things to fruition has been very very challenging yes i well, was going to it's as, odd, did you? <clears throat> You go, Mike. I was just going to say real quick, the smart meters and the uh, contract tracing are like in the same thing. They're all part of the same network that they're trying to create. And I say they, the technocratic oligarchs or whoever you want to call them that um, are essentially have this vision where using 5G, using um, everything related to the smart cities, the, uh, the internet of things, all connected in a massive centralized database 
where everything can be tracked down to the tiniest nanosecond. So the smart meters play a role just as big as the, as the tracing and all of that. It's all rolled in together. Go ahead, Bear. Yeah, and, and, and put vaccines into that group too. Nobody has the right to inflict their will on another individual. And these corporations, uh, it's not our government, these are private corporations uh, posing as government. They especially have no authority. So what you're doing, Josh, is the most important thing, which is education. Yeah, back uh, you know years ago, we were uh, testing a lot of these things that you're alluding to in the courts. And yep. a lot of us took yep. arrows in our back um, because we were, a few people that were finding out the truth and because there's just a few of us uh, we could be isolated there weren't enough people that had our backs so what we need is numbers and that's why all of us are out here talking on the internet these days is to just educate the masses because unfortunately we have a few generations of people that do not understand that um, we have the right to not have our free will usurped. And that's what's happening. Yeah. So with the processes that you have and that we've been aware of for a long time, the more people that know about them, it's going to be much more difficult for the powers that be as they think of themselves uh, to isolate and to persecute people uh, when there's when they're being overwhelmed and I think we're right on the brink of that now We're just right about a critical mass. Yeah, and I don't think at that point. It's a matter of who has the perfect paperwork or whose opinion is uh, yeah. You know right as far as how you go about it. It's just about numbers of people and um, so please carry so, on with what you're talking about and and what Gandhi called satyagraha right soul force excuse me um i'm trying to make it so my camera's not less no that's worse isn't it <laughs> i'm blowing out here anyway so the, P the um, pa wasn't there today sorry we were gonna send uh, some help but we're low on yeah, budget right now i should have my stuff together i actually haven't done a lot of filming from this location like interviews um and uh you know still kind of getting things obviously up here but um so I wanted to ask you guys about one of the one of the things that really interests me is that concept of uh, free will. We live in a free will universe. The concept of consent, tacit tacit consent or implied consent, tacit acceptance legally. Um, how it's always in the fine print, you know, in these like corporate things you sign or you you digitally sign or whatever that you're giving your rights away. But to me, that's that's fundamental understanding that this is a free will universe. And when you see it, it you know, I, I've been hearing talk about this for a long time and you hear people say, well, they, you know, the globalist technocrats, you could say, or the, the agendists, whoever and whatever they are, you know, and whatever forces behind them. It's almost like they have to project, they have to tell us their their plans in advance. And they do so through movies and through, you know, different outlets through the media and schools and whatever um but they have to telegraph that agenda and if we don't say no in the correct way then we've said yes legally and i think that carries in the upper levels of our reality too 
and it has to do and it's like every time we every time we know something but we don't say no to it or we don't um you know address it squarely we just let it slide it's almost like a little bit of maybe humanity's a little bit of humanity's soul kind of um you know goes away and diminishes and now we find ourselves in in this situation where you know we've continued on this slippery slope of um power before you know freedom power before people and it's it's crazy it's surreal i mean i'm personally having a hard time processing a lot a lot of this but you know as as i saw in a, in a silence yesterday yeah go ahead silence is acquiescence and they do notice us they tell us about everything it's the code because these people that know exactly what they're doing they're sociopaths but they um in their code they understand that they have to have a little loophole and um, justifying uh, taking people's free will. So if we're noticed, even if it's a movie, you know, that seems like a science fiction movie on top of it, mm -hmm. they just say, hey, we told you so. Also, everything uh, that gets done to us is uh, with all of these fraudulent contracts that we don't even know we're agreeing to in the first place. Yeah. And of course, if anybody learns a little bit of what you're out there teaching now, uh, you know, you can um, negate uh, or void any of these contracts very simply and get your power back. And I especially like what you're saying about it, it's really at the soul level something much deeper and much more fundamental because you know on our show we even talk about how uh this holographically represents um uh you, you know just our lack of uh initiating our own will force which is here we're what we're here to do mm -hmm. to become independent creators and to have the right to not be encroached upon if we don't exercise that power then that will holographically uh, you know, translate into your body and into your health where you know, microbial and cellular events that normally would be a normal part of biology all of a sudden start taking over the machinery because on one level we have not uh, drawn our line in the sand so to speak. Yeah. That has to play out on every single level yeah. and that is also, you know, and even in homeopathic medicine we have a name we call miasms where root races to people historically went through exactly what we're going through right now, and they became the seeds of all the so-called diseases that we still experience to this day. So here we are back again, uh, just to see if we can muster it up, just simply say no, don't give our energy to these people, and uh, you know, clean up our act so we don't have to keep repeating history. Yeah, well, that's, that's deep. What do you think, Mike? I mean, basically, it comes down to one, one document that, and it's not the Constitution, it's the Declaration of Independence. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people forget that that is a founding document, and that's something we can always look to, and that's based on, on fundamental natural law and universal principles that will never go away. And the founding fathers, they were, you know, deists, they were tapped into these universal notions that go all the way back to... Um, you know, ancient times. And it's, these are universal laws that um, we, you know, nobody learns in school. I mean, you get a little bit of education on the, in the States here on, uh, 
on the history of it. But uh, you hit the nail on the head in terms of our sovereignty being our, coming down to our, our free will. And if we don't know we have free will, then we're, we're losing the game right out of the, right out of the, you know, out of the gate there. So the institutions that we are raised in, in terms on the, in the West, and actually, you know, what's frightening to me is the whole world is based on this structure. We talk about the UCC, the universal um, commerce code. Is that right? Commercial code. Uniform Uh, commercial code. Thank you. The, the uniform, uniform commercial code. Uh, the fact that every single country in the world is a corporation. And I've had meetings with business partners whose father, you know, fathers, even billionaires and stuff who are, you think would know this. And, you know, we're, we're talking about it. And I'm like, well, you know, the U.S. U.S. Inc. is a corporation. And he's just like, get out of here. You're, I'm sick of these conspiracies. And I said, call your attorney. Yeah. Ask him. And then the attorney had to get back to him. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. So my, my point here is we have to get back to understanding where we come from, who we really are, and what the system is currently set up. I mean, it's set up so that we fail. From the day we come out, the day we come into existence here, we incarnate or whatever, whatever you believe, when we become physically manifest here, we're already slated as essentially chattel. Um, we are already put into a system where they think, and we say the they again, you know, the technocrats, the, 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 those who are kind of manipulating the reality right now. I call them the dark black magicians. The archons. The archons, sure. The black magicians. And that's exactly what it is. It's black magic. And um, what's wonderful to see is people are waking the hell up in droves right now. And we had a private conversation today with some of our admins on the Telegram group. And Susan, shout out to Susan, had made a great point. She said, maybe they are the man, these, these creatures or the manifestation um, of the, and I called it like the inverse polarity that they are. They're here on purpose to force us to wake up. So we can look at I've them. i thought about that a lot, yeah. Yeah, we can look at them as something that's actually really positive because that's why we, we incarnate in this reality to begin with is so that we have the density so that we can grow. Otherwise, we're floating around in perpetual bliss, right? And so, well, there's no, I mean, that's what Tantra is, right? The tension, the, the tension between two yeah. um, polarities. I'm not talking like, I mean, the sexual stuff is part of it, but just in, in the, the Vedas, the, 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 the Tantra, the tension between masculine and feminine, between left and right, and between, you know, dark and light and good and evil and all that stuff. And we find ourselves in the middle of this, like this seemingly dualistic experience, but you know, it's interesting what you say, like at a high enough level in a f- high enough dimension, it, is there that oneness in which it, it, it is self-organizing and it's essentially loving in its core. And it's like wanting us to, to wake the hell up um, because it is, it's not. And, and when I say it, I mean, it's not ultimately separate from us, right? Isn't that the teaching that it, in this holographic fractal, you know, universe, it's, you know, the, the whole idea of, of the reminder a couple thousand years ago that this is the temple right? This is, this is the temple, not some external thing. And so if this is the temple, if the sources are our source of our being actually lives in here, then I, I think, you know, I, I have thought about that a lot, Mike, that idea of, you know, maybe there is a benevolence behind all this nefariousness. And at the same time, I struggle with it. I both, you know, can see the, the potential value and potential truth of it at a high enough level. But like down here, I mean, this shit is real. And they're wanting to wipe us the fuck out right now. 
excuse yeah. me, but you know, it's like, I was talking with a friend about this the other, the other night and uh, this whole idea of <laughs> doesn't the value of the adversary lose its legitimacy as soon as we're talking about, you know, um, annihilation here, right. Of, of the race of like losing the biological, you know, um, incarnational template uh, for, for human beings. And so I, I struggle with that one. I'm like, yeah, but okay. You know, I can see the value and like all these people are waking up and we're going to make it through, but really are we, you know, or is a portion of humanity going to make it through the whole remnant idea? You know, I'd love to hear your guys thoughts about that too. And it sounds like Barry, you're, you're of the perspective that there's, you know, we've been here before, right? Like time is maybe spiral and this has happened six or however many times before, this great cataclysmic shift and the challenge of our species. But, you know, they, yeah, these are the, some of the things that I, that I struggle with and uh, uh, you know, would, would love to. These are the fun things. On that. These yeah. are the fun things that we like to talk about because it's at the essence of everything. That's why we love Rudolf Steiner. Yeah. yeah. Because, because Steiner really knew this is what it was all coming down to. And what's crazy is he said, it's going to happen right around now. He, he talked about vaccines a hundred years ago. He said yeah. vaccines are going to take people's soul away uh, essentially, but yeah, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, no, that's okay. That's what it's all about is you're right. Disconnecting us from spirit so that we don't have the physiological ability to move off the hamster wheel in the re reincarnation cycle, so that we're in perpetual uh, simulacrum of sorts. Um, that they can feed off of. And I know this gets a little wild for a lot of folks listening right now that aren't as tapped into this stuff and it seems esoteric, but really this comes down, what's great about Steiner and Barrett is way more versed in this than I am and I'll let him take it from here in a second, but um, is that he was very scientific in his approach and how he uh, explains this. And uh, he, in, in Edgar Casey too, you know, Edgar Casey saw a lot of the same uh, struggle coming. And so the sleeping prophet was tapped into the Akashic records or whatever we want to call them. Um, that while I struggle too with what you're saying, Josh, the amazing thing is with the fractal nature of reality and our consciousness is that we're never trapped where, where this is just one aspect, one timeline that we're experiencing right now. <clears throat> and I think that's something important to, to remember is that, we split off into fractal timelines and we, we've chosen this timeline uh, to incarnate here. So we chose this battle. This has already happened. It's happened an infinite amount of times and we've chose to be involved with this right now for our own. It all comes down to our own growth. So hmm. we chose to be here right now so that we can go on this ride so that we can take from it something for our spiritual growth as we go back to source. Um, that's kind of how I see it. So with that, a lot of the fear leaves. And one more guy, I love Manly P. Hall, who really knew Steiner well. I just listened to an amazing talk that he was talking about finding happiness in any aspect of this density, this reality. He's talking about people in Auschwitz in the concentration camps, how they were, they were able to find happiness there. Um, and it's all about perspective. It's all about spirituality and understanding um, the greater kind of narratives that are going down in getting off, stepping back, right? Stepping away from the ego a bit. Um, but anyways, um, these are the conversations we love to have. So thanks for taking us down this channel. Bear, what do you think? 
Well, I want to hear more from Josh, but Josh, you hit the nail on the head when you were talking about tensions uh, between the polarities, because we live in a time now where all the information is available that anybody can understand mm -hmm. that really um, uh, just create the awareness of how this all works on the level of pure electricity. So as we are capable as uh, individuals of producing thought, those create those polarizing vectors that, uh, you know, and, and the two polarities will create the tension. And then that tension, uh, you know, seeks balance from that point on until they're unified and go back to universal. So just the nature of our reality is a self-correcting, self-maintaining uh, mechanism. And our body is an expression of that. And in nature, we have all those universal patterns that uh, provide the blueprints and the canvas that we get to create upon. And, you know, there never was any plan that was meant to uh, make this a school of hard knocks. It was not supposed to be learning through evil. That is just something that some individuals have used their free will to create. So this thing that we believe that somehow this is supposed to be uh, difficult. No, that's, that's not it at all. And in fact, there's a whole level of history that's been uh, largely hidden from us where we would understand humanity yeah. has been here much longer than we could imagine for millions of years. And for the majority of that time, we lived in harmony and balance and love. And so, uh, you know, where we now we're a product of all these uh, laws that we'll get more into with your solutions, you know, that create statues and things that somehow we're supposed to obey because somebody put words on a piece of paper. Well, they all go back to the Vatican and the Royal Society and so forth. And, um, you know, that's where it all began, really more in recent history, yeah. where for whatever reason, certain individuals uh, because their fear was greater than everyone else decided that they needed to control everybody else. Uh, so here we are. And uh, so, you know, it's really not the way it's supposed to be. It's really yeah. not. Yeah, no, I, it's all artificial. I had an insight actually in the forest yesterday and that's seriously like that's the, that's the thing that's been keeping me coming back is just nature time. You know, I get to nature and, and you, you, but get clear in your intention. You say your prayer, you know, your intent prayer and, and it just, you connect with the trees. I was doing some ex exploration like that um, with respect to my own consciousness and the, and the, the energy of, of nature yesterday. And, and I just got some insights. Like, I mean, it, the war is the natural versus the artificial um, on this level, you know, and, natural medicine is one hand and natural law is, a, is the other hand. So nature has everything that we need. You know, one is, one is the written, right? Medicine, the expressed through um, the manifest nature, the, the plants and trees and, and the, the, the consciousness and the healing properties of nature. Um, that's obviously what's being suppressed right now. That's the written, right? It's manifest. And then the law, natural law, is the unmanifest. You might think of it other, you know, the opposite thinking law is written, but what I'm talking about is like the, the principles of the self-organizing principle, you know, the sub principles of that main principle, which are, are beneficent. I, I watched a video. Um, did you guys see that on, on, on the uh, telegram group that we're a part of, or one of the ones that we're a part of 
uh, with the guy that invokes natural law and he's in a courtroom and he basically has a five minute conversation with the judge and it, it ends up with basically her walking out of the, the courtroom and allowing him to kind of take control of the situation and then dismiss the case. And he's basically just standing on natural law. So, um, you know, I, this is kind of a, a tangent, but it's just realization that natural law, which is the, the unwritten, you know, template for humanity and perhaps all of consciousness that grows and evolves us in mysterious ways at the multidimensional expression of this holographic uh, reality is, is what we need right now, obviously. And we need a return to the natural, you know, um, uh, medicine, natural expression for our body. And we're being made to be artificial. We're be, our thoughts are being made to be not our own and, and thinking like, uh, like, like robots and just in our head without being embodied. So, you know, every time I, I go into nature and I, I get more embodied, things just tend to make more sense. And so the question is, well, how can you proliferate that out to as many people as possible, which is ten, kind of where my mind tends to go. You know, I'm like, I come across something and I'm like, how could this be the biggest it can possibly be? And then they call that the hard way. <laughs> you guys, when you try to, you know, um, create the, the change, um, maybe a little bit prematurely outside of you, more than really embodying it and owning it and living it in, you know, fully inside of you so that it just comes out in a more natural state. So that's, that's something I've noticed about one of my tendencies is like, as soon as I get something, I want to like proliferate it. Or as soon as I become aware of a problem and its solution, it's like, how could we, you know, have everybody, as many people as possible take part in that. That's something that is, is um, it's, it's been um, really empowering for myself and others. Um, example of this notice of non-consent. You know, 12 days ago, Dr. Rashid Batar uh, texted me and he's like, we need a solution for, for this HR 6666, you know, like, let's push this forward. And so I basically, I was like, yeah, that's a problem. I see that, that problem, I identify it and I want a solution. And so basically just got fully inspired for about 24 hour period, created this campaign that maybe you guys can link to it. We can, we can share it with those people who haven't heard of it yet. But in the last 12 days, uh, more than 400,000 email notices of non-consent have been sent to elected uh, reps just in the, the USA. Um, and other people have run other campaigns. You know, my good friend Sayer G and, and Stand for Health Freedom have done a campaign that's, you know, excellent and I'm seeing other, others as well. So, um, but yeah, that's, you know, maybe another tangent, but I, was, I just wanted to kind of talk about that with you guys. There's, there's the, you know, there's the embodied truth and there's basically just looking out for your own self first and making that the priority, making it, you know, like start at home and then like slowly grow out, right? And like create what you guys are doing with the, the sustainable growth and your off grid and you're, you know, doing amazing things there with the land. But at the same time, you're out, you know, connecting with the bigger picture. Um, I tend to kind of <laughs> have tended to kind of do the, do the opposite. So anyways, I'm rambling, but uh, <laughs> that's what happens when you kind of explore in your, you know, in, in your various ideas of the various that's, dimensions. It's, it's good rambling and, and everything you're doing with your non-consent is just, it's people um, actually affirming to the no. world that no, we are alive sentient beings. And you also mentioned that 5G and smart meters, you know, they're literally trying to F and kill us off. And they are, but 
what we don't understand is that is just a down the road uh, kind of scenario that we're experiencing now, what they already did to us because they convinced us that we're dead in the first place. Uh, you know, every time we go into their jurisdiction, uh, you know, what we're going into is actually a, a probate court, you know, where you're settling the property, the estate, the, the, the divine uh, rights of um, sentient beings that are now dead. That's why they kill us, uh, you know, at birth. They, uh, you know, have a birth certificate supersede the certificate of live birth. So there, we're a dead person. And well, of course, they're yeah. dead themselves. So mm -hmm. that's the only way they can interact with uh with sentient beings is if they convince us that we're dead too and so so it begins the fiction uh the, you know the paper game and now turning on the 5g is just finishing the job they already started that we agreed to so do you see like this awareness of what you just said need to reach critical threshold levels like critical mass levels you guys do you think in order in order for things to shift or is that just, like you say, one strategy of a certain that will resonate with a certain percentage of people? And then the grassroots is part of it. Then the legal sort of in-the-box measures, you know, with lawyers are part of it. Then the, the intentional, you know, um, acts of humanity is another part of it. But like, what, what do you see? I'm curious. And, and how, how it's, it's, it's strategically, like, what, what are some of the golden keys that you guys see here? It's, uh, they're all golden keys. It's a composite. Mm -hmm. When you have a light bulb come on, um, a real light bulb, inside you have that aha, but it's not an intellectual aha when the actual light bulb does come on. You just get it. There's, there's a spark of awareness. It's a literal spark. So we're talking about the paper game. We're talking about how biology really works. Uh, you know, People like myself in school were taught untruths. Uh, so you have all these different people from physicians to people, uh, you know, relating law and, and, and what's going on in, in all of our institutions. It's all part of it. So it doesn't really matter to me if it's, uh, uh, you know, what part of the, the composite a person is waking up to that little spark is going to, it's just going to spontaneously uh, ignite. And critical mass is a wonderful thing because we can look around and watch all the morons wearing masks. And I say that, you know, I think we have to be um, a little bit discourteous these days because the, the people that are actually buying into this whole theater yeah. are the new brown shirts. And it's not like we want to hate them, but we have to stand up. Yeah. So if somebody is discourteous to you and says, hey, where's your mask or you're five and a half feet instead of six feet away from me, uh, you know, we just have to just sort of give it back to them these days because I think for so long we've been silent because people that are truth seekers just naturally want to be, you know, loving and kind to each other. But we just have to kind of, you know, draw our line in the sand right now. Yeah. And uh, that is going to allow that critical mass to happen much more readily. And critical mass, remember, is just a fraction of the population. So even though it's, it appears that the media and the masses are still just uh, totally dumb, mm -hmm. we're way closer than what we think. So to answer your question, Josh, 
I think we're right there. And I think what you're doing, uh, what people, you know, physicians uh, like Buttar that you're talking about, you know, coming out and talking, uh, you know, some of the people that, that we've been doing talks with, with doctor panels, everybody's got a piece of the puzzle and everybody's contributing to just fanning that flame. And it's happening right now. You can't put the cat back in the, in the bag anymore. It's already out. Yeah, I like that perspective. You know, something that we do and that notice of non-consent is, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty short, it's pretty simple. It's like a page and a half, but and it's actually undergone about three revisions now. Um, we did get some pressure from our software advocacy partner, basically saying it's too, it's too strong, it's too abrasive, we're getting some complaints. You know, he forwarded, the CEO of the company forwarded me a, a complaint from a elected rep who called it, you know, fringe or conspiracy theory or, or whatever. So in order to keep our relationship, our business relationship with them, we actually had to soften it. But we did soften the core. And the core is I identify, it's my understanding that I have unalienable rights as recognized in the original uh, U.S. Constitution that uh, cannot be separated from me. And secondly, is um, that those rights include, but are not limited to the following. And then third is this, these are the ways in which these rights are currently being harmed. And these are the ways in which further harm is being threatened to me. Um, so, you know, I've identified the word harm um, is, is, is significant in these processes. And, um, and basically, you know, there's some languaging, contextual language before and after it. Um, but, um, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's had an effect, um, out there. And I think that some of these elected reps, they might not read all of their emails, but they are part of what they do is they look at numbers. They look at how many people are writing me or calling me or, you know, tweeting or whatever about, about a certain topic. And if it, and when it reaches a certain level, they, they start to, you know, their balance of motivations begins to shift. Because within that system of control, the gatekeepers are all being influenced with money, right? And they're getting bought off and they're being made promises and they're being blackmailed and all of this stuff. But when, when the people rise up and begin to say like, no, and here's what's going to happen, um, I, you know, that is, you're not going to enjoy um, to these gatekeepers if you continue to cause harm. And... Um, then things can begin to shift. And I think the critical point at which that happens, at least in my understanding, is when uh, those people in those positions of, you know, carrying out the agenda, which whether it's at, up here or down here at the local level, uh, become convinced that the awakening is real and that these people are, are legitimate and they're not going away. That not going away thing is, is key, right? So it's just, you know, I... Um, the, the notice of non-consent, it's, it's powerful. It's kind of like, a, like an initiatory, you know, an initial sending of a thing. If you've never sent something like a notice to your elected reps or even a letter to your elected reps, I highly recommend you do it because it facilitates the expansion, I believe, of that aspect of free will, that aspect of your soul in your body and your life um, that can then... Can, the, the spark, as you say, Bear, can continue to, to grow. So, um, yeah, if anyone out there, you know, uh, or for anyone who wants to do this, it's at uh, bit.ly forward slash action dash USA. So I know you guys yeah, I, I put it in the uh, I put it in the chat right now and it'll be in the show link 
two. So bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash action dash USA. If you're not in the USA, I'm sure there, um, I know uh, like Tom Barnett, we're going to have this weekend. He, he was sharing one for Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the countries are, have people that are doing it for their own representatives in other countries. This is a worldwide movement right now. And what you said is so crucial is, is by doing just the act of sending this letter to your representative, if you've never done that before, it, it'll stimulate an electrical, um, like Bear was saying earlier, there's an electrical um, response or activity going on in your own consciousness that is really good for you. And so doing that is it, it, it'll propel your life, your entire life in a whole different way. And so doing these things, we can't, you know, Going back to the, like the, the good from the bad, like seeing the good and the bad, 5G is, gonna, is forcing people, especially with all these satellites going up, you can't hide anymore. A lot of people that were awake to this historically, what did they do? They went off grid, they homesteaders, they moved like us, they moved to the woods. You can't hide anywhere anymore, people. It's the time is now. You have to get active because even if you've got 20 years of storable foods, all the ammo in the world, electrified fences and dogs doesn't matter they're still coming for you if you don't if you don't stand up so now's the time and Josh you're providing us with a great solution and we thank you so much and we'll make sure we we get this out far and wide and uh, time time is now to get activated guys because uh, I don't think we have much more time we're just looking at the agenda uh, of what's planned here and it really is the um, the harmonic forces going back to Steiner, trying to egotistically or whatever show that they can control nature, that that they dominate the whole entire paradigm from the act of being born to having kids with the whole sterilization program and, and the transhumanism mm-hmm. to monitoring and tracking to controlling every aspect of nature from the food with the GMOs to medicine with now all these crazy new vaccines, these RNA and uh, vaccines they're coming out with to, to go right into our, our genetic uh, capabilities for our future generations. I mean, this is now like, got us, you know, and there's, there are a lot of people that um, just want to have their sports back on and will take the shot to go back to normal. And, but if you look at what the new normal is, you really look at it and you're, you have an ounce of brain cells left. You can see, I mean, I can't imagine you'd be looking at this new normal and thinking this is good. So um, you're providing Somebody, a great, great solution right now. Yeah. Thank you uh, for that, Mike. And, and also I just want to say that, you know, the 5g summit, our 2020 launch is in, what is it, 10, 11 days. So it, you can register for free. It's a free online event. We're expecting around 200,000 in attendance. And some of the conversations and some of the comments that we have during these, these events, this is the second one. Um, it, it was an, the, the summit was originally launched last August and September, but some of the conversations are the best part in the comments, people exchanging ideas. Mm. So if you go to the 5G summit, dot com it, it's a free registration you'll get the the notifications when we go live on june the first um and the, so as part of that uh, one of the major re- reasons of the summit in addition to looking at the science and looking at the actual truth about 5g not looking at theory or not looking not talking to people who you know 
don't know their stuff. But basically, talking to the leading experts um, about 5G. So we have something like more than 15 PhDs. We have a couple of masters of public health. We have, you know, um, James Corbett and Patrick Wood talking about technocracy. We have one of the world's leading tech addiction experts. We have, you know, various social commenters uh, in addition. But we we get the goods on the science around 5G and health effects. You know, primarily. I mean, it covers uh, other areas as well. But we need to know what what is the science on wireless radiation and immune system effects. That's really up right now. We need to know that, right? We need to know so that it's not we don't get caught in this you know false um, dichotomy about is the virus just 5G or is it is you know is it 5G a total non-issue in my opinion the truth of the mat, uh, the truth of the situation is it's in in the middle is in that it's obviously making the situation worse and there's um the ev- evidence and the science that's presented in the summit backs that up um and and then there's the you know the exosome model theory that kind of complex uh, makes it makes our understanding of the science a little bit more complex and probably more complete um, but uh, but yeah, it, it's a big conversation. So we're getting everybody to, to come together and you know giving you access to the experts um, June the first to seventh at the 5gsummit.com. The the thing that you know I'm coming to the point right now, which I'll make, is that we are doing another critical mass action during the summit. So just like with the notice of non-consent to do with contract con, contact tracing in general and that HR 66 bill. Um, we're doing a, a campaign focused on 5G and um, you know, getting that to our elected reps and other social stakeholders during the summit. So that's, that's the intention. And um, I wanted to just make sure that as many people as possible get there. Uh, it's free. Yeah. You know, it doesn't cost anything. Just come and, and get the information. So Even if you just, check out uh, one or two str- days and be part of it. It's just streaming online on that site or are you, what platform are you guys using? Yeah, it's streaming online on the5gsummit.com. And um, yeah, basically it's the, the platform is, is just embedded uh, in cool. their, their own system. But was, um, yeah. was the original one last, I remember when that was happening, that was, that was actually, where was that again? Because that was an actual event, right? Well, there was ours was an online event. At the okay. same time, there was an EMF conference um, about a week later, I think last September, that was happening in in uh, um, in California. Was that in San Diego? I don't think so. Okay, I remember one with RFK Jr. was at, and that was a big one around that time. So I was curious if you were affiliated with that. Um, well, he's then- he's in the summit. Um, he's a speaker in the summit, but I don't know what okay. in person summit that he might have uh, spoken at. He's a powerful force. Um, we love, yeah. we love him. Um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy how it's all ties together, right? Everything ties together with the 5g it's, you know, the health issues, uh, the tracing, the tracking, the, uh, the controlling yeah. it's why it's so important for the system moving forward. And you could look at this system as its own kind of creature, its own evolving creature, and it's got a lot of momentum right now. And so it's important, yeah, to stand up and say, no, we don't want this. It's detrimental to our health, our, our psychological health, to uh, the fam- our family values, all that. 
um, to our sovereignty, et cetera, what we've been talking about. But then where do we go? We need alternative solutions because we're, let's be frank here. We're moving towards a, we, we're moving towards a new technological epoch, no matter what. I, I mean, personally, and we kind of talked about this today on Telegram a bit, Bear was like, oh, I don't mind going back to the 70s and getting on a payphone, dropping a quarter in to call someone. And that's, that's cool, but as someone, I'm actually a technologist, and I actually I love technology. I feel like it adds so much if it's done in a holistic, correct way, and yeah. if you have the right culture around it where we know you know, that you got to get away from it and use it at specific times, et cetera. And if we could have analog technology that's next level using crystals and using quantum and all this stuff, maybe that's the way. But I think that's going to be really important is two points here, giving alternative solutions for humanity moving forward that will allow us to stay connected more than ever, because there is a lot of power. Look at what we're doing right now. I mean, we're, we're streaming worldwide. You're in, you know, another state and bears on the other side of the mountain on a satellite sending his image up. I mean, this yeah, is all- yeah, Mike, but we're, the thing is, is I take exception because our technology is not uh, representing natural law. Our technology is a one way electrical vector. Nature works in two uh, electrical vectors simultaneously going in opposite directions to create a moment-by-moment renewal effect. So, yeah, it's kind of cool that we're all talking here together and, and we're all in different locations, but we can do this much more elegantly, uh, you know, much more three-dimensionally if we really want to get into what our technology should be giving us. And it would definitely be doing it in a way where it's not detrimental to our health. And, uh, Josh, you're right on with everything you're doing because – uh, you know, 5G and smart meteors are the real virus. Uh, you know, do you, I've been playing these word games for about 40 plus years now mm. and seeing how they use words against us. Do you think it, do we really think it's a coincidence that they call the virus Corona when anybody can just do a little bit of thinking and understand that Corona uh, means an electronic discharge? And um, these discharges are what are interfering with the primal forces that create this entire simulation, including our bodies in the first place. So, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about biology and germ theories and everything. But, uh, you know, if you go up, upstream and see how all of that gets put into effect in the first place, it's all about electro, uh, electronics, electricity. And that's why they're interfering with us on that level. 5G is the ultimate way, way to override not just our free will, but just everything that creates our entire reality. You know, your non-consent is uh, very critical because what it is, it's a modern-day declaration of independence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's no, it's no different than that. You know, we already talked about that. And um, a little clarification about the Declaration of Independence. You know, the people that signed that did not grandfather us in like a lot of people believe. That's a lot of uh, history that's been rewritten so that we would just be complacent and say, oh, well, we're protected by the Declaration of Independence. Well, no, it's up to each one of us to self-determine and to state that to the world. So we don't get to just say, oh, that protects us. And also the Constitution or no piece of paper gives us rights. We already have those rights. 
The Constitution yep. was nothing more than an abrogation of debt so that the U.S. Inc. could do international commerce. And that's why the um, people in the colonies said, hey, by the way, while you're going to Philadelphia to write up the Constitution, here's our Bill of Rights, which is a separate, separate document. It wasn't meant to be an amendment. You can't amend the Constitution. It was a separate thing to just say, don't forget these are our inalienable rights. So here you are again, and here we are talking about this, and uh, your consent form is a declaration of independence. And when we're talking about these archons or whatever you want to call them, the, you know, this is the last thing I'll say is that they are parasitic. And this uh, has always been foretold that it would be on the mental plane, the end times. And I'm not talking about in any kind of religious context, but they're energy vampires mm. because we're all coming into the uh, recognition that this is an electronic universe mm. and that the only way that they can really control us as is on that level. So they are sucking our energy. They've hijacked us at the mental plane. And so we have to realize that in 5G is the ultimate way to have control over our very thoughts that we use as our creative force. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen those videos about 5G being, you know, an, a, a, a piece of 5G infrastructure was taken apart by an installer and he revealed on, that he showed on, you know, on the camera that on the motherboard it said COV-19. Most of you guys have probably seen that, yep. um, right? Like, what is that? Why does it say COV-19 on the motherboard of 5G technology? And then David coincidence, Wolf. Coincidence, sure. Yeah, coincidence, right, right. But, you know, another coincidence is David Wolf, um, you know, said he was inspired to keep this piece of satellite technology from 10 years ago that he had operating in his, at his home. And he took it apart and, and he saw just recently, and he did a video on this like last week or whatever, that that piece of technology has the word ISIS all uppercase with the all-seeing eye. So from 10 years ago, what, what kind of, you know, anyways, you, you know, <laughs> it's like, it just boggles the mind. Like, obviously, there's so much talk about this literally being a simulation, but it just, that just shows you how the game is being played on all these different levels. And like you said, Bar, I mean, I'm, I totally am in resonance with you. Sometimes, you know, I'm inspired to do something and I'm, I'm not able to be as eloquent and explain it as other people are. That's, ten, that's typically why I'm asking other people to, I mean, I'm the one interviewing usually. But with this notice of non-consent, that, that's essentially what it is. It is a declaration of independence. And it reminds me of this, this quote. How does that quote go? It's like, be bold and the forces of the universe will come to your aid, right? These are the times that, we're, that it feels like we're in now. Um, another thing I want to touch on is like that, it, it seems obviously it's really heavy as an understatement what's happening right now, but it seems like the invitation that I know I'm getting, and I think a lot of people out there are getting is to, you know, not on, on one side of things, not be in a bubble of, you know, building your own sort of paradigm reality and being so spiritual, but not being engaged in the world. And the other side of the spectrum is maybe, Know, being so engaged that you're burning yourself out, that you're forgetting self-care, that you're, you know, losing complete hope. But it's somehow to come together and to bring those, the, the, 
you know, the beingness and the action that sacred, that sacredness, and then the, the taking action pieces together. And, um, and I think that for me, that's a key. That's the direction that my own work is going um, to have regular events in which people can come together and go deep with each other. Um, you know, whether it's a synchronized meditation or prayer or just a, you know, people to hold this space for each other. And like Lynn McTaggart's The Power of Eight, you know, idea. Well, what about the power of 8,000 or 8 million or whatever? But this idea where, you know, we're engaging that hidden, those hidden dimensions of our consciousness and holding intention for each other, praying for each other, you know, whatever that means to um, to us. And then that energy going out from that service of life, that service to each other, that service to the all going out and infusing into the actions that we do so that we can ideally spend 2% of our time and energy saying no, and 98% of our time and energy creating the, the yes, creating what do we want instead? You know, looking at, well, there's 12 patents that, um, that in telecom companies have specifically that, that say how their technology could be safer, but they're, but they're suppressing them, that they're scuttling them. You know, like what, what can we learn from those ideas, bring that on into the light, ask questions, why is that being done? Why are those patents there, but, but being, but being hidden, obviously we know the, the answer, but bringing it out in the light and then putting the energy into, well, what do we want to create instead? You know, Stephen Weibrow is a friend of mine in the 5G summit and, you know, he echoes that thought, that reality and realization that we can only create our way out of this. You know, so on one hand, we need the declaration of independence, right? We need to say no, and you need to do it properly in a way that isn't, you know, um, spiritual bypass or isn't, it, it isn't like ineffective. It has to actually engage with the system. So that's what we give the, the ability to do in a couple minutes with this notice. So, so saying no, so that it opens up space. Do you guys feel this? Like, I would love your thoughts on this. When you say no effectively, Mike, you touched on this a little bit ago. It tends to open up space in which like the, the creation can happen. You know, it's almost like it, a void is opened up by saying no, by firming your boundary in which the, we're pulled and invited into, okay, what do we really want? We really want to create. That's when it starts to get like, you know, the juicy feeling of life. So you're not just fighting against something and en engaging this, you know, energy of potential hopelessness, but you're actually like saying, you know, whatever happens, I'm in a mode of creating, you know, after I've said no effectively, I'm in a mode of creating what I, what I, what I want. How do you guys see kind of the physics of that and that how that consciousness interplay happened between the no and the, the yes? Well, the, the physics of it is it goes back to will force again. You can say no a million times in a row, but until you actually back that with an energy that comes from your conviction that that is your absolute right and fully within your capacity to draw your line in the sand, mm -hmm. then, then that will happen. You know, I remember back when our kids were young, we had uh, other parents who would say, well, how do you get your kids to mind so well? And, you know, we never yelled at our kids and we weren't dictatorial. But when we said something, we met it, you know, meant it. And our, we had a unified front. And we just said, well, we just say no. And we mean it. And the kids know it. That energetic comes through 
real strongly. So when we as a people and as individuals actually understand who we are and our divine right, then we will state that and the universe, uh, you know, it's not just us at that point. We're drafting the entire universe, which supports each individual's right to be Mm self-determined. So I think right now uh, a lot of people will look at pieces of paper and give them power. Uh, And I've seen that a lot in the Patriot community, you know, where people do these processes in court and they say, oh, I filed a piece of paper and it didn't work. Well, no, it's not that the piece of paper didn't work. It's that you didn't really have the conviction behind it. To back it up, yeah. Exactly. Then I've seen other people and I've been involved with processes myself where, you know, it's not nearly as elaborate or detailed as some of the paperwork I see on the internet. And we just go all in there and we state our purpose and here it is. I stand by it and everything goes away and we, you know, and we have our, uh, our victory. So it all comes from inside again. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Mike, sorry, you go ahead. What do you think? Well, it all comes down to doing the work. You got to do the work for yourself. I mean, this is self-actualization, you know, uh, the manifestation, manifesting your reality. Um, you know, back to the solutions aspect, we got it, you know, the the Buckminster Fuller idea, right? Create the reality you want to see, not what the yeah. controlling matrix is doing. And that's kind of where I was getting at with the technology aspect, which Bear rightfully, you know, chimed in on that, which was what I was getting to is going, and we talk about this a lot, is the analog concept of technology or as, as Bear says, the dual impedance or the, the, the natural, actual real technology, like the Teslas, the Walter Russells, the people we talk about every darn show, mm-hmm. we, they were there. I mean, we've had this technology. If you go down the Tartaria rabbit hole, for all we know, We've had flourishing, you know, civilizations using this technology a couple hundred years ago where we were... Mud floods. Exactly. So what happened, right? So we have obviously, there's, a, there's an agenda at play here. And those that go down that pathway of, hey, this is the greatest apex of humanity we've ever been. And we're going to go to the stars and all that. That's great. I want to go to the stars, but let's do it the right way so that we can have future generations that are going to be here but so my point of this is all is like coming together and manifesting together so you were right josh when you said we got to do the work inside first but yeah we got to come together Mm -hmm. we got to my thought has weight bear's thoughts has weight your thought has weight when we all put it in the basket together now it's you know it, it multiplies exponentially and it manifests i believe a lot faster so if we can all put our eggs in the same basket and use really exciting new technologies that aren't the ones that are sent to demean and control and diminish. But like, for instance, I'm really into decentralization into blockchain and into these kind of things. And if they're done right in the right way, and if we have the backbone bear using the type of electric electricity and the things that you talk about that are the real holistic, you know, technologies that aren't just sapping one direction, then we have alternative means that we can take to give solutions and alternatives so people aren't trapped because like once again it's great to initiate that no but then where do you go yeah exactly so um there's a lot of work to be done but people are hey people are excited about it i think because they're they're waking up in droves and they're seeing all these possibilities with every new 
with every new, um, you know, area being shut down, you have new areas that open up and it's just the way of the world. Um, you can't dam a flowing river and life's a river. It's going to go somewhere. The water needs to go somewhere. So, um, anyways, uh, yeah, Josh. So uh, going back to the 5g summit now, so you talk about, you guys are kind of hitting all sorts of different angles here from, you know, what's interesting to me is you mentioned the technology uh, dependence, right? This, that this very technology that's so harmful, we found that, you know, screen times are just crazy, especially with the younger kids. Something I battle with my kids all the time is minimizing screen time. Um, so it's like kind of relating to what I was just saying, what are the solutions there? Because we're being funneled into this reality where we have to be on these apps all the time and we have to be interfacing with this technology all the time. Um, you know, what are some solutions there that can help people kind of have some alternatives so that we can say, no, we don't need this. We have this instead. And maybe it's just awareness and maybe it is just getting out to nature. Um, but what are some of the things that you think will be brought up at this summit in terms of that? Well, there's um, immediately when you sign up, you're invited to basically download a whole bunch of free gifts that are available instantly. And one of those is one of the one of my favorites is a talk by a building biologist named Oram Miller. And um, so people can can go and sign up and immediately watch that talk now, even before June 1st. And so it's it's um, it's to the effect of identifying what 5G is, what it is not. And the second half of it is how to make your home safe. Orem and I wrote another resource that is free on the summit is Orem and I wrote a, like a 19 page ebook, a short ebook called uh, seven effective ways to make your home safe from 5G and EMF radiation. And it's kind of a misnomer, the title, because there's seven categories, but there's something like 35 tips, 35 ways to make your home safe. So mitigation of wireless, especially, but also dirty electricity and magnetic fields and different aspects of harmful EMF is one of the main um, one of the main pillars for solution. You know, it's like protecting your home and making it as safe as possible, even if you're even if there's um, you know infrastructure around you. Um, another one is like I was kind of debating on whether to wear these. You know, the just the blue blocking glasses, right? Yeah, so yeah, there you go. So, you know, it kind of this weird reflection happens sometimes. And you can't see my eyes, but the light is actually okay right now. So maybe I'll keep them on. But the, um, get an effective pair of, of blue blockers. And when, when me and my, my daughter, I have a six-year-old daughter, when we're watching a show, especially when we're watching a show in the evening, um, she wears blue blocking glasses. You know, it's just, it makes sense once you see how that, um, how that works. Yeah, it's a um, must-have for my kids. If they're doing yeah. any screen time, they have to have them on or they don't get the screen time. So they, those are precious to them. They keep them in a specific place. It's like, <laughs> because, um, yeah, we know the blue light, right. That can really be detrimental to young, especially young developing brains bear. You might know more. I mean, you, I know you know more than I, but, uh, the blue light, we haven't really even talked about that that much on the show, but in terms of, um, uh, what sapping, uh, what's the, um, uh, that was the melatonin or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, uh, go ahead, Josh. Sorry. Actually, I'm shopping for a pair of glasses online while you guys are talking here. <laughs> Do they have any stylish ones out there? Swanwick is a company that I recommend. And there's also another one called mitohq.com. Um, I'm not sure if they're, they're live with their, their new models, but swanwick.com, yeah. Swanwick's good. 
Okay. Um, and then uh, let's see. I mean, there's there's multiple different areas um, that are explained in that talk with Orem at the end of it, and in especially that PDF, that ebook, the Seven Effective Ways. Um, but um, but basically, it's it's you know it's shielding yourself, and from that point, actually, maybe I'll touch on this is one of the most powerful tools you can own at this time and going forward is a economical, effective EMF testing device. So there's a couple links to some of the brands that, that I recommend. Um, one is called the Safe and Sound Pro Meter, which is out of stock right now. Another one is called the Cornet ED88T Plus. There's links in the, in the PDF. But that one's like $160, I think, and it actually shows you, it goes up to eight gigahertz, and it shows you the dominant frequency. It shows you how high the pulses are and so forth. I really like the Safe and Sound Pro, but unfortunately it's, it's out of stock. And then the third one that we're recommending is called the Acoustimeter. Um, just type in, you know, Acoustimeter in the search engine, you'll, you'll find it. But that, what that, those devices do is they immediately make the invisible visible, right? So they immediately sh show you and anyone that's around you, you can show anyone. And it's the most convincing thing when people can see and hear, you know, auditorily, you can hear the, um, the, the pulses from your wireless or the, you know, steady state, whatever type of electromagnetic radiation it is um, through that device. You can see how high it is in re relation to both the, the science-based safety standards and the false you know, safety standards by the government uh, government agencies, and um, and and you can determine the the safety of your immediate environment and take steps accordingly. Because most people don't know, you know, that your potentially fridge is transmitting a signal, your TV, your smart TV is is transmitting a signal, and there's a there's a simple way to turn it off, you know, um, and different devices. Um, transmitting a signal and you don't know that they are and you don't know how strong of a signal it is unless you have a, a, a testing device like that. So that's something that like imagine if 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 that kind of technology proliferates to the extent where people that's just common knowledge, it's common awareness, it becomes one of the main foundational things you do to take back control and, and the health of your environment, of your home. And then it just goes out from there. A second um uh extreme well i would maybe not extreme but a second very important need that i identify uh is specifically i mentioned that those typically go up to around eight gigahertz but we really need right now an economical 60 gigahertz you know mil millimeter wave frequency testing device that's absolutely yeah. critical if there's like whatever geniuses are out there to make this happen i know of four groups who have in the past 12 to 18 months, each of them has said to me, you know, Josh, we're serious about this. We're going to make it. We're, we're going to do it. Um, I haven't heard of any reports of any device that can test 60 gigahertz specifically for under $30,000. Maybe um, there is something out there that needs to be promoted that I haven't heard about yet, but I still haven't heard about it. So the reason why, obviously, I mean, many of the, your viewers are kind of already aware of this, but we absolutely need to determine the prevalence of this un, new unlicensed spectrum of 58 to 64 gigahertz is unlicensed now by the FCC and other governing agencies, just like 2.4 gigahertz is, for example, was one of the frequencies that's unlicensed for Wi-Fi for general use that they don't need to go out and get an application to broadcast at the frequency. So, and as, as 
you know, many of your viewers are aware, uh, there's evidence to suggest that at 60 gigahertz specifically, something may be happening that is very unique in terms of uh, the oxygen and the hemoglobin in the oxygen in the atmosphere and potentially in our bodies and the hemoglobin and its ability to function properly. So these are questions. And the only way that I can determine, I've looked at the science, I've talked to experts about this, and it's kind of this gray area. We don't know where 60 gigahertz has even been deployed. We don't know if that's the, what the, the um, Ca uh, Cameron Kyle, what's his name? The, doc the doctor and the whistleblowing doctor in New York. Yep. We don't know if that's what he was describing when he said the COVID is not what we thought it was. It's expressing as something like a pneumonia, like they're, they're being you know, suffocated and they're not having enough uh, oxygen. It's mass oxygen depri deprivation. He says in the, in the, um, you know, in the, the patients that are, that really have it bad. So to what extent does 5G play? That's only going to remain a mystery until we have the ability to test it and then to correlate and to, you know, it was presented to me that that's perhaps what, you know, should be the basis of a, of a new, very large focused community is to solve that problem with the EMF testing, um, you know, awareness proliferation and, and reporting, have a big reporting based community where um, we can gather the data and we can secondly have that millimeter wave testing technology proliferate and then be able to, to solve these problems, which are not gonna be solvable unless we get to the point in awareness. So. That was a bit of a rant, but I think it's a really good idea that people just need to have a, an EMF testing device, you know, going forward, if you're going to take control of your health and, and take steps accordingly to, you know, to fully like embody and be healthy in your body and take care of those around you and your family and educate those around you as well. In these uh, microwaves also make our blood brain barrier permeable to all the other poisons that we're getting inundated with. You know, when I was first in practice, uh, a lot of these neurological diseases were very rare, mm -hmm. MS and ALS, and, and uh, Alzheimer's now that's affecting so many people in my demographic. And now, uh, you know, we know clinically that the first thing we have to do with people with these disorders is to start, um, you know, chelating all of these uh, heavy metals, especially out of the system because yeah. they're literal neurotoxins. Uh, but at least you had a fighting chance before, but with the microwaves now, it just opens up the blood-brain barrier. And you have to understand, there are people in areas of so-called science that understand how all these cocktails work, and they are purposely contrived, and we have evidence of this, uh, to work in conjunction with each other. So it's not just a coincidence, oh, oops, we're spraying things in the sky that... Uh, kill the you, your nervous system and then uh, oh oops these frequencies you know open up the blood brain barrier so that you're more susceptible to them no it's all um part of a soup that's absolutely designed to work in a certain way yeah exactly and then another yeah that's a good point that's a good point Barry. and i was just reminded of another simple thing that people can do um to uh for solutions on the EMF and 5G side is simply to use airplane mode. Um, turn off your phone, turn off your phone's Wi-Fi and it, it's cell service as much as possible whenever you're not using it, especially at night, okay? Airplane mode at night. I mean, every 
probably most people out there are already doing it, but really go that next step. And for, if you have a phone, which I'm actually considering, I heard about, um, a, uh, I think there's a day, is it June 20th and 21st? There's a big international day to get rid of your smartphone. So um, I'm debating and participating mm -hmm. in that because, you know, for obviously contact tracing now and all these different, different reasons, but people don't know it's your phone that is very often the main, the highest source of EMF radiation. So everybody's concerned about, you know, out there that the, the infrastructure that's going up. Meanwhile, they're using their phone and they're doing it on one or two bars. If your phone's on one or two bars, especially one bar of connectivity, it's putting out up to tens of thousands of times more EMF than it does if it has full connectivity. So people don't, people don't know that. Like that's the thing that you learn when you start, when you get an EMF testing device and you can actually see it. So Definitely, for anyone other, minimize the time you're using your phone on one or two bars. Minimize the time you're streaming on your phone. Take steps to wire your internet in your home. And I wire my phone. You know, it's in airplane mode right now, but you can get it on Amazon. And in our guide, it's listed and there's links in there. Something called an RJ45 Ethernet adapter um, to connect Ethernet to your, to your phone. And importantly, to... To do that, turn off the Wi-Fi in your home. Start by doing it at night if you haven't done it already. And again, like you know, you, you guys, it seems to me that have the most aware audience, and probably most of your audience is doing the stuff already. But we explain how to do it, and we linked to the specific products that you need in order to wire your home, in order to wire your phone, and basically make your your home as EMF safe as possible within that um, that that PDF. Uh, that PDF document at the summit. But we have like, I mean, Dr. Martin Paul, he's, he has a two part, uh, there's two interviews with him at the summit. And we, um, and basically he explains the mechanism that many people are now familiar with in terms of um, the voltage gated calcium channels, how it's appearing more and more. And the science behind that is getting stronger and stronger for my opinion, though some, you know, within the scientific community do not, um, currently agree with it but there's something about how the the, the calcium ions um you know the 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 voltage gates at the, in the cellular membranes are affected from emf radiation that then in summit there's another speaker named rich lear who takes that model and then he applies it to a, an expanded model called p factor that takes into account, Bear, some of the things that you're talking about, other toxins, takes into account nitrative stress, oxidative stress, um, different aspects, the blood-brain barrier, and different aspects um, where it's not just about EMF, but he correlates um, basically EMF, glyphosate, and high fructose corn syrup are the three highest, um, uh, you know, agents of, of this harm, but he's taken a whole great, you know, bodies of science, silos of science, he's kind of looked at the metadata, put it together, come up with this model called B-factor, which he says, you know, gives us an even greater understanding to how um, we're seeing skyrocketing, you know, incidences of um, all these chronic germless diseases, especially since the 1990s, with the advent of wireless, with the advent of, you know, beginning of GMOs, and um, and increase in, in vaccination schedules. So there's so much, I mean, you can kind of, like, within the summit, it's so valuable because there's seven talks or six talks every day for seven days that are free. And you can kind of like 
select okay which you know room you want to go into which which talks you want to engage in very so cool we try to make it so there's something there for for everyone whether you know no matter what your interest level is say the dates you again know, the, the Josh, sorry, sorry, Bear. I just want to get the dates on the chat here. People are asking, what are the dates again of the thing? June 1st to the 7th. And okay. we're actually planning kind of a last minute, but I have a good friend who's an amazing individual. Um, I'll, you know, I'll just share with the audience. We're, we're planning it. So it's going to happen on May 31st, the day before the summit, we're going to get together and have uh, live Qigong for everyone. Oh. Everyone in the summit, we're basically taking this, you know, trying our best to walk this out and embody this awareness to really just, you know, ground in as we begin to dive into the understanding and the, you know, the, the, the energy that is going to be generated in the week that follows. So everyone who signs up for the summit will get an invite to that. And right now it's being scheduled um, and being finalized. And right now it's looking like it'll be uh, uh, on the 31st of May. Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, just to help people appreciate that every function in the body is dependent on these electrical vectors. And you mentioned calcium. Calcium is the main ion in the body that regulates electricity, and particularly the resistance, which means the speed of electricity. In chemistry, we call that pH. And I know for a fact these... Um, uh, calcium channels are greatly affected with these microwaves. And so that in turn is going to affect calcium regulation of the speed of flow and electricity in our body and therefore every physiological process in our body. And I'm more than convinced that there is a link between the 5G and the vaccines mm -hmm. as well because they are absolutely splicing in foreign DNA. And a fact is that DNA are miniature dual impedance antennas that tune into the different frequencies. And in the case of human DNA, it allows us to uh, perceive into those bandwidths that allow humans to comprehend you know in deeper levels and have abilities to go places that animal life doesn't have so if we think that uh they're just coincidentally splicing in animal and insect dna into us for no good reason uh and then you turn on the 5g yeah. which again are electrical vectors that are going to allow them to uh, in, introduce uh, not just some microwaves, but carrier waves in certain ways that can modify our behavior, modify our physiology, and pretty much do whatever they want with us. So 5G is the key. You know, the corona discharge from 5G is the real virus. Absolutely, they're concocting things in labs and also our chemistry um, you know, as we're subjected to all this, it will create uh, vast changes in our microbiology where these normally benign organisms that live inside of us, including what we think of as viruses, which are a product of not just exosomes, but cell fragments and a, a number of other things that I've been visualizing, uh, you know, in my work for a long time, uh, instead of just being self-correcting, uh, they now are... Uh, uh, put into a state of imbalance themselves and the byproducts that were normally meant to heal us are uh, creating uh, uh, issues that actually become problematic. 
And of course, uh, nature will take its course and try to put things back into a normal balance. But in the process, uh, you know, uh, our bodies, our, our electrical systems are thrown into a state of chaos. So 5G, the microbiology, the vaccines, the spraying in the skies, you know, it's all part of the same package. It's purposeful. It's by design. And in our circles, we were reading about these things decades ago before people even uh, were even understanding it was going on in the first place. Yeah. You know, what do you, when you share that, I'm thinking about the summit, I'm thinking about what's, what's happening and, um, and the bigger picture, like how the dots are connecting, even just beyond the material that's, that's going to be part of, of that event. And, and even like biometrics, you know, vaccines plus 5G plus biometrics is basically the, the underpinning of the matrix control system, what I'm, what I'm seeing right now, um, in addition to what you're, what you're talking about. But there's something like that I want to, perhaps touch on as we, you know, um, I have to get going to another interview soon, but this idea of becoming aware, like you got to take the red pill, right? The red pill is the way out. And it's really disturbing to, to come into this awareness of these agendas. But in order to properly engage and to up level the contractual process, you know, that we are being a human in this free will universe and involved in contractual processes, four elements of a contract bear, right? One of them is meeting of the minds. You have to have awareness. You have to have that information by which you make a decision an expression of your free will. And another is consent, right? So um, by, by becoming aware of how all these things come together and obviously, you know, you're everyone watching it is quite, uh, awaken to this, it puts you in a position to then remove your consent, right? This is, this is why, you know, I, I wanted to um, engage in solutions such as consent removal, such as notice of liability and all this, because I don't want people to just stay in a place of awareness without taking that cornerstone action, right? Without that expression of free will. Ideally, you want to facilitate as many people um, as possible, coming into awareness and then immediately taking action, then immediately putting that energy, putting that, you know, what do I do with this now? Like that's, we don't want to be in that overwhelm of the, the corrupt, corruptocracy, you know, everything being corrupt. So something happens, like you said, I mean, we talked about it a couple of times, but when you do that non-consent, when you get notice of liability, we've seen it in, in 2014, we started sending these notices of liability and and um, within a group, especially if you do so in a group setting, a new energy comes in, right? People start to wake up a little bit more and you engage and you, you, um, you feel that, that spark, that spark come in. So there's like, there's a saying that I wanted to share with you guys. That's really, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit on the journey. And it says, um, uh, those who seek should, should keep seeking until they find and when they find that they will become troubled and after they have been troubled, they will, um, uh, what is the word? Marvel. And then they will reign over the all. So those who seek, find troubled and then the marveling, right? There's another between the trouble the, the being between the troubled and the marveling. I want to know, like, let's dive in. Like, how does that happen? I want to get, from A to B, that thing. Um, 
because it seems like there's something that is more than just the logical progression of events. There's a, there's a, you know, Elon Musk tweeting something about the red pill, you know, what's that about? Like, (laughs) there's a lot that's happening. Like you said, this, this mass awakening of consciousness that perhaps at the high enough dimensional level inevitably leads us to the marveling and then that reigning overall. And so that's a saying from the gospel of Thomas, which is of course in the Nag Nag Hammadi scrolls, which was of course tossed out in the fourth century by the Catholic uh, church at the time when they burned the library of Alexandria. And those scrolls were, were scuttled away uh, and saved from the burning and placed in a six foot urn at the base of a cliff in Egypt and discovered in, I think 1945 or 47 by two Muslim brothers who were digging for fertilizer discovered those 13 codices and anyone can read those Nag Hammadi or Naj Hammadi scrolls just by typing it in online. They're free in the public domain. And uh, from my, from my perspective, they're a beautiful complement to some of the wisdom that's in the Bible. I, I don't, you know, believe every, I'm not like religious in that sense, but there are some wisdoms and truths and, and different things in, in that book that are significant, but that's an exoteric version of the way right and these Hammadi scrolls are are sort of the esoteric the inner the the empowered the more you know inward focused source source of power and information that that those 2000 years ago held as sacrosanct um and and many of those you know had been lost and and they were recovered in the 40s uh, in the 1940s so i just wanted to share that as well in case that resonates with with people out there but yeah it's it's we're we're definitely in the eye of the needle so to speak now to use another biblical metaphor eh? (laughs) yeah that's for sure i follow the library of thomas instagram it's great if you guys um are into that stuff he's uh drops amazing pearls of wisdom from those texts which go back with the gnostics and all that and um, yeah, wonderful, man. So uh, I hear you, you, I think you got to get going soon, Josh. Um, yeah, just, you know, I guess in terms of the solutions, it's like, you know, um, kind of circling back to what you were just saying. It's like, mm-hmm. first take care of your own business, get healthy, um, you know, uh, clean up your house as much as you can uh, and, and help your family. And then when you, you're as protected as you can, uh, delve into these awakening types of, uh, you know, communities. And then once you're there, then take action. Then once you start taking action, then the world will wake up all around you and the electrical, um, forces will come into play and your life will become a roller coaster ride an adventure because life is supposed to be an adventure. And if you embrace life as an adventure, there's nothing to really be afraid of. You wake up every morning and you go, what's happening today, you know, and let's, let's do it. And uh, if we can all have that mindset, then, um, you know, the world's our oyster, no matter where we're at, going back to Manly P. Hall, if we're in a concentration camp, which is pretty wild. So Yeah. So there's, there's solutions for your body, you know, for your health, um, for um, removing your consent. And I also, I didn't mention, but there are solutions specifically grassroots like what, what are the legal strategies? What are, you know, 75 plus cities um, working with a, a group that we're helping people get connected with? What are they doing? What's working? What are some of the, the wins? What are some of the victories that are happening even in the past, you know, um, year with regards to 5G? 
you know, there's just um, one announced a couple of days ago. I can't remember the name of the city, but there are local governments that are saying no to 5G and are and are curbing the um, the ability of telecoms to do what they want by coming to an accurate understanding of their own power. Mm-hmm. And what's what's been happening is the the local governments have been subject to a mass disinformation campaign by industry's lawyers, by the telecoms lawyers, basically telling them that they have no power, they they have to do whatever the FCC says, giving them a false understanding of the 1996 Telecommunication Act, Section 704, in which they say that you you can't stop a tower on, on health or environmental grounds. That's not that's not accurate. That's that understanding has been falsely proliferated which is what we're coming into awareness now of. So there is that, I just wanted to mention that because that's important. Like when you come into the 5G summit, you are going to have an opportunity to connect with grassroots organizations and get connected with, with others, you know, where you live. Amazing. And, and Josh, you know, we have, um, I'll just mention it very quickly because I know you got to go. We have a movement in California. It's called new California state. Mm -hmm. And it's actually, I, uh, Actually, the senator from um, um, Del Norte County, where I live, I'm holding that position right now, and I, I detest politics and want nothing to do with it. But what we are doing is filing our grievances. We have been for a couple of years against the, uh, you know, the present California legislature because they're, again, uh, you know, just cramming all these things down our throat and and uh, usurping. Um, you know, the state and the federal constitution. So there are things that are going on that are highly suppressed by the media right now that people would be amazed. There's five other states that are also following us. And uh, a lot of our biggest issues are, no, there's not going to be forced or mandated mandated vaccines. There's Mm -hmm. not going to be 5G in these things, uh, you know, unless it's been tested and, and so forth. So, there are uh, very large political movements and groundswells going up that are on a large scale that, uh, you know, that are happening and are working. So folks yeah. just need to get on there. I think it's time where we all have to be active. Uh, Josh, you're one of those, uh, you know, one of the leaders, the activists out there that are uh, creating movements that other people can jump on board. But uh, people, you have to do something. You can't just sit back and say, Josh is doing it. You can uh, get on board and draft Josh, but you still have to do something. And a lot of us that live off grid, uh, you know, out in the woods and everything. And I know there's more and more people that are seeking that kind of remedy. Also, mm-hmm. um, if you don't think that they're not going to come after us and, uh, you know, interfere with our ability just to, you know, uh, have the independence we have because we're off grid. No, they'll come back after everybody. So we need to group together. Josh, thanks so much for everything you're doing. And I really want to stay connected. And and I know we share some uh, common circles. So I know we'll be seeing each other uh, more and working together. But thanks again uh, for your time today. You've been generous. Yeah, thank you guys so much. I really enjoyed this conversation. It's just good to come on and be real with uh, with Tribe. So thank you. Yeah, thanks, Josh, for joining us. And I'm really uh, interested in the Qigong aspect too. And I think that's important, right? Remedies for your physicality, for the law, but also for your soul and spirit. And hey, we all become Qigong masters. We can just see these um, these EMF waveforms and just move them and push them away and become... Uh, 
just, uh, you know, the uh, ninjas with our consciousness. I mean, there's just so much that we don't know and that we can uncover uh, and it's really exciting times. So um, that's really cool you're doing that. So, hey, thanks again. And thanks for everybody uh, joining us today. If you enjoyed this conversation, please give us a thumbs up, a like, share on whatever platform you're on. Please subscribe if you're on YouTube. Subscribe to us there, or DLive, iTunes, give us a review. You know, we're not, uh, we're platform agnostic and we're looking to get more decentralized on future platforms too. So keep an eye out for that. You can, of course, join us on Telegram, t.me forward slash Alphavedic. That's where our community resides on the daily for the most part, or on our Patreon, which is our co op. If you want to get discounts and join the co op and get more active internally with us, that's patreon.com forward slash Alphavedic. Alphabetic.com is the site, and we have our brand new site launching uh, AV 2.0, launching Monday, Memorial Day. So look out for that. New products, a whole new aesthetic, focusing on the agricultural side. Really exciting. We've been working our butts off on this. So uh, please go to Alphabetic.com Monday morning uh, uh, and check it out. So thanks again, Josh, man. This was a great chat. We really appreciate you and everything you're doing, and we'll be there at the 5G Summit. We'll get our whole crew there and we'll be in the chat rooms, um, rabble rousers as we always are. So um, look, <laughs> look out for us and hey, everybody, get outside and grow some, something, get your hands dirty, go out into nature every day if you can. Thanks. Have a good one. Cheers. Thanks, guys.